Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast aimed at intermediate to advanced level English learners. Millions of people around the world are forced to flee their homes, abandon their belongings, and search for safety in countries far away from their own. However, there is a lot of confusion surrounding the rules, laws, and definitions of refugees and other similar people. So, in this episode of Thinking in English, let's try to answer questions like who can be a refugee? What is the difference between a refugee, an asylum seeker, and a migrant? What protection are refugees entitled to receive? But first, why not follow the Thinking in English Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, or the link is in the description, and check out our blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, for all of the transcripts and some extra bonus content. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. To flee. To flee. To flee means to escape by running, especially because of danger or fear. As in, the criminal fled from the police. To displace. To displace. This means to force someone to leave their home. For example, the construction of a new airport will displace a whole town. Well-founded. Well-founded. If something is well-founded, it is based on fact. For example, to qualify as a refugee, you need to prove you have a well-founded fear of persecution. To persecute. To persecute. To persecute means to treat someone unfairly or cruelly over a long period of time because of their race, their religion, political beliefs, or something similar. For example, his latest book, is about the experience of being persecuted for his religion. To abandon. To abandon. This means to leave a place or a thing or a person, usually forever. For instance, we had to abandon the car due to the snowstorm. To deport. To deport. If someone is deported, they are forced to leave a country, especially a person who has no legal right to be there or a person who has broken that country's laws. As in, thousands of illegal immigrants are deported every year. Eligible. Eligible. Eligible means having the necessary qualities or satisfying the necessary conditions to do something. As in, only people over 18 are eligible to vote. Asylum. Asylum. Asylum is protection or safety, especially that given by a government 
to people who have been forced to leave their own countries for their safety or because of a war. As in, the athlete applied for asylum in Japan. To grant. To grant. To give or allow someone something, usually officially. For instance, they granted her an entry visa. Abject. Abject. Abject is the state of being extremely unhappy, poor, unsuccessful, something similar. For example, they live in abject poverty. Since the beginning of June, I have been taking a class in international human rights law. As part of my class, I also had to enroll in a few free online training courses provided by the United Nations Human Rights Council, United Nations Women, and the European Union. One of the major topics covered in these classes and courses concerns refugees. You've probably heard the term refugee before. If you watch news on TV, read newspapers, or listen to populist politicians across Europe and America, you probably already have certain ideas and impressions about what a refugee is. In fact, there is a high chance that you may have met, become friends with, or even have family yourself who were, or still are, refugees. However, most people around the world don't really understand a lot of the issues or the reasons or law behind this area of human rights. From the earliest point of human history, persecution, war, violence and human rights abuses have forced people to flee their homes and abandon their livelihoods to ensure their own safety and the safety of their families. For millions of individuals, the world today is still not a safe or stable place. Over 80 million people globally have been pushed out of their hometowns, regions and countries. This figure has actually doubled over the past 10 years. After the two world wars at the beginning of the 20th century, governments around the world came together to, to create international laws that would help to protect people displaced by conflict. The result was the Convention Relating to the Status of Refugees, which is uh, better known and more simple as Refugee Convention. This convention was adopted by the United Nations on July 28, 1951. It sets guidelines about how to treat people fleeing their homes. So, who can be a refugee? What is the difference between a refugee, an asylum seeker, and a migrant? What protection are refugees entitled to receive? According to the Refugee Convention, a refugee is a person who is outside of their home country and has a well-founded fear of being persecuted for reasons of ethnicity, religion, nationality, membership in a particular social group or, partic or, or political opinion, and, importantly, 
is unable or unwilling to return home because they fear persecution. They are people who have fled war, conflict, violence and persecution and have crossed an international border to find safety in another country. Often refugees must leave suddenly, which, mean, which means abandoning their homes, their belongings, their clothes, jobs, family and friends. However, not every person who claims to be a refugee is actually officially recognized as one. To be officially recognized as a refugee, an individual must apply in the country they fled to and be confirmed to meet all of the requirements by that government. Every member of the United Nations is bound by international law to protect the rights of refugees. The most important protection is known as the principle of non-refoulement. Now, this is a confusing name, uh, and actually, I don't really know how to pronounce the word. But the meaning is quite simple, so don't worry if that vocabulary confused you. Non-refoulement means that a country is banned, prohibited, not allowed, to deport or move an individual to their home country if that person will be in danger or at risk there. Basically, you can't deport someone if they will be in danger at home. The Refugee Convention also guarantees other rights to refugees. Countries cannot punish refugees who arrive in their country. Uh, well, cannot punish them for arriving, I guess. If they break a law, they can be punished. But they cannot be punished for travelling to the country, even if they travel illegally. Refugees also have rights to work, rights to housing and rights to education in their host countries. Some people who have been granted refugee status are actually incredibly well known. Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of Queen, fled Zanzibar in the 1960s. Pop star Rita Ora arrived in the UK as a refugee from Kosovo as a baby. The world's most famous scientist, Albert Einstein, was a German Jewish refugee. Actress Rachel Weiss is the children of, ch of two refugees. And Hannah Arendt, one of the most influential philosophers of the last century, fled Germany as a child. Of those 80 million displaced people mentioned earlier, around 25 million are officially recognised as refugees. The majority, however, doesn't fit the refugee criteria. Remember, to be a refugee requires a well-founded fear of being persecuted for reasons of ethnicity, religion, nationality, membership in a particular social group, or political opinion. Ethnicity, religion, nationality, membership of a social group or political opinion, that is it. People who flee their countries and seek refuge for other reasons are therefore not protected by the previously mentioned laws and are not eligible to be recognised as refugees. You can't be a refugee due to reasons of poverty. You can't be a refugee because you don't have a job because the wages are low in your country, because of health reasons, or anything similar. However, 
This doesn't stop millions of people who do not qualify as refugees and probably never will from fleeing their homes for economic reasons and trying to apply for asylum abroad. In fact, there are currently around 4 million asylum seekers across the world. Asylum seeker is a term that is quite controversial and often confusing. In fact, I guess most people don't really understand the difference between a refugee and an asylum seeker. I'll try to explain it simply. An asylum seeker is a person who claims that they are a refugee, but they have not had their claim confirmed yet. Governments around the world have departments and authorities whose job it is to determine whether a person is actually entitled to claim asylum and be granted the status as a refugee. So, in other words, an asylum seeker is a person waiting to be confirmed or perhaps rejected as an asylum seeker. Now, anyone can apply for asylum as long as they are in a country that is not their own. I can apply. You can apply. It it doesn't matter who it is. Anyone can apply. But just because you apply for asylum doesn't mean you will be successful. And in fact, every year, thousands and thousands of people fail in their applications because they are not persecuted in their home countries. Yes, maybe their lives are not good or they're at... Uh, they have health problems or they uh, they, fought, they fell out with their family, I guess. But these things don't necessarily mean that you're entitled to be a refugee. If an asylum seeker is unsuccessful in their application, asylum seekers may be sent back to their home countries. However, even if they are rejected as refugees, they may not be sent back if it is too dangerous. As I mentioned before, that principle of non-refoulement, the fact you can't deport someone if they're in danger, is not just for refugees, but it's for anyone. You cannot send someone back home if they're going to be killed or tortured when they arrive. Some countries also have strict rules about what asylum seekers can and can't do while they are waiting to be assessed. In my country, for example, asylum seekers are not allowed to work, even if that work is voluntary. In other countries, asylum seekers have to stay in camps and often are put into poor conditions. You might have noticed at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned 80 million displaced people. But if we add the figures for refugees and asylum seekers, that is only about 30 million. So who are the other 50 million people who are displaced, not living in their homes? Well, the majority of refugees around the world are actually still in their home country. These people are known as internally displaced people, or IDPs. Like other refugees, they are forced to flee their homes due to reasons outside of their own control. Often things like conflict, disease outbreaks, natural disasters, political problems, civil wars. However, they remain within the borders of their own country, and they are under the protection of their own government. Perhaps they move to a safer area or a different city, 
or a place that the government decides to put them. Although these people face the same difficulties and challenges as refugees, they are not granted the same rights under international law. They are not officially considered as refugees. And therefore, the Refugee Convention does not apply to these people. Now, of course, they are still entitled to human rights, just as every individual around the world is, thanks to the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. However, some governments are unwilling or unable to help their citizens, especially if there are lots of people fleeing their homes at the same time. As the definition of refugee is quite narrow, charities and organisations have often argued for the category to be expanded and new reasons to be a refugee to be added. At the moment, people fleeing from natural disasters like earthquakes, tsunamis, hurricanes, typhoons and volcanoes are excluded. And in the future, climate refugees are going to become increasingly common. Especially in the Pacific Islands, there are countries like Palau and Kiribati which are at severe risk from rising sea levels. What happens to people who are forced to leave their homes because of these reasons? They are definitely deserving of international protection, but they do not currently have the same privileges as refugees, and other countries do not need to take them in. In fact, there is very little enthusiasm for broadening the definition of refugee. Increasing numbers of asylum seekers, specifically asylum seekers who are not actually entitled to be refugees, has made countries and their populations across Europe and, uh, and North America unhappy with the idea of more refugees. Although these people stand no chance of receiving refugee status, a final category it is important to mention are economic migrants. When we talk about leaving countries, we can split the different motivations or reasons into push and pull factors. Things that push or force you out of your home, or things that pull and attract you to your destination. For refugees, they are almost always pushed out of their homes. Migrants, however, often have different motivations. Economic migrants are not forced to move due to persecution or violence, but instead make the decision to leave home in an effort to improve their economic prospects. And often they decide, or they have an aim at which country they want to travel to. Refugees tend to travel, in most cases, to the closest country to them. Of course, if you live in North America or Europe, uh, you probably think that refugees always want to come to your to your country. I'm British. In the UK, everyone thinks that refugees want to come to the UK. But the truth is that the UK has a relatively small number of refugees. The countries with the most refugees in the world tend to be places like Pakistan or Turkey, Lebanon, uh, Kenya, because these are places next to conflict areas next to places with human rights abuses you know people fleeing pakistan to uh, sorry people fleeing afghanistan to move to pakistan or people fleeing from somalia to kenya or from syria to turkey and lebanon migrants 
as I said, have different motivations. And they tend to make their decision to leave home in an effort to improve their economic prospects. However, sometimes this can be just as urgent as a refugee's reasons. So for example, imagine people living in abject poverty, without clean water or enough food, without jobs or education, with sick or ill families. The motivation for these people to create uh, a better life abroad can be really strong. However, they are not classified as refugees. And if they apply for asylum abroad, as often happens, they will usually be rejected. This is because they're not at risk of persecution in their home countries. Of course, their, their lives might not be good. And they might want to find something better out in the world. And there might be uh, major problems in their, where they're from. But it's not persecution. Their government or the people in charge are not trying to actively kill them. The refugee and migrant crisis in Europe, which started around six or seven years ago, saw thousands of people trying to travel to places like Germany and the UK. And while many were legitimate refugees and asylum seekers, especially from the conflict in Syria, <clears throat> amongst the people fleeing were economic migrants trying to find a better life in Europe. Legal migrants have many rights, as do refugees. However, illegal migrants and illegal economic migrants and failed asylum seekers are often a lot more vulnerable. <clears throat> so here is today's final thought. This episode has discussed some of the important ideas surrounding international human rights. In particular, I have tried to explain what a refugee is, what rights refugees are entitled to, and the differences between refugees, asylum seekers, and forced migrants. Whether a person is a refugee, an asylum seeker, an internally displaced person, an economic migrant, um, a failed asylum seeker, I guess, you should always remember that these individuals are often forced to flee their country because they have no choice. As a university student, I had the opportunity to work with refugees due to my role with a human rights charity. And many of the people I spoke with had experienced terrible things and would much rather be in their home country if possible. Remember, they, are of, they often had to leave behind their friends and their families, their houses, their jobs, all of their belongings. They are fleeing from wars, conflicts, disasters, diseases and persecution that they did not create. While politicians and newspapers and other people in the media and on social media and maybe even in the, uh, in the UK, maybe in the pub on a Friday night, blame refugees for various social problems, the vast majority work hard to build new lives in difficult circumstances. I think it's important to be empathetic, important to be kind, and important to try to understand other people's situations. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review or rating, recommend it to your friends, or let me know on Instagram. My Instagram is Thinking in English Podcast. 
the link should be in the description. Uh, and make sure you check out the Thinking in English blog. I love hearing from listeners, and I really appreciate all of the messages I have received over the past few months. Feel free to send me a message or I don't know, give me some advice or recommend a topic. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time.